0: Welcome to Plato's Cave. I'm Jordan Myers, and I'm a master's student in philosophy at the University of Houston. You're listening to a reading group episode of the show, which means that in this episode, I discuss the paper Alternate Possibilities and Moral Responsibility by Harry Frankfurt. So this is a part seven of the Moral Responsibility and Free Will series, and this is a continuation from the last episode. So, This paper was written in 1969, which was before the paper we did last episode in 71. But in this paper, Frankfurt uh, discusses and concludes that the principle of alternate possibilities or the idea that one could have done otherwise is not required for moral responsibility, contrary to what many people, including myself, actually thought in the beginning of this series. So it's funny, in this episode, I am rather obstinate about The magnitude or the impact of the power of Frankfurt's point here. And I owe it to Adam, who really stuck with the point and continued to hammer it home. Uh, He really kind of changed my mind about the importance of this. And it doesn't even show up very much in this episode specifically, but just over the course of the series, um, I begin to really absorb what the power of this paper says for Alternate possibilities and moral responsibility. So, with that introduction, I hope that you enjoy our discussion of Frankfurt's PAP. Okay, so the paper name that we're that we're covering, uh, I guess it's a, like a Frankfurt Part Two, essentially, is alternate possibilities and moral responsibility, and this was referenced. This was re- this was referenced in his the paper that we previously did and he referenced it in some way to sort of I can't remember what concern he said was explained by this do you remember Adam it was like a footnote
1: yeah it was just you know the um, you know concern of the inability to do otherwise
0: yeah You know like so and he said see my earlier paper because this was this was uh, 70. 69 and the other one we read was 72 um so yeah and i guess adam you didn't like this paper
1: Uh, i liked it more upon the second reading
0: okay okay yeah yeah
1: because i kind of read it late at night and (laughs) i i thought i that he wasn't addressing like core concerns but i thought he actually did in some ways so i thought there were some interesting things to come out of this
0: yeah. yeah, I I think he I think he addressed some some core concerns, but I'm not sure that I agree with him. Even though he did address them, I don't know.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm also not a hundred percent sure if I understand what he thinks or not yet. We'll, we'll have to see. Sure. Um, so, <clears throat> um, okay. So we're all on the PDF. Um, I'll just I'll just kind of read like a few tabling quotes if I can. So in the first paragraph, um, he says. You know, he's introducing this principle of alternate possibilities. He says this principle states that a person is morally resp- responsible for what he has done only if he could have done otherwise. Hence, that's the alternate possibilities part. Um, its exact meaning is a subject of controversy, cons- controversy, particularly concerning whether someone who accepts it is thereby committed to believing that moral responsibility and determinism are incompatible. Now. I have a note upon my first reading, first and only reading, <laughs> unlike, unlike Adam, <laughs> that <laughs> I, I say yes. So, if, if I do accept what I understand the principle of alternate possibilities to mean, then I do think that moral responsibility, at least in a deep sense, and determinism are incompatible. Um, now, I think that he, well, he explicitly says that this is not the case in his view. Um, yeah it's funny he actually just says in the second paragraph but the principle of alternate possibilities is false. I love how he states that it is like false. It's not just like this isn't the metric like this is what it should be about he's like it's false. <laughs> um, he says a person well may, well a person may well be morally responsible for what he has done even though he could not have done otherwise. Which, that is something that, like, just at the start, I'll put on the table that, like, I am opposed to. Like, I, it's hard for me to imagine in what sense you could be deeply morally responsible if you could not have done otherwise. But, obviously, he tackles this question. Um, okay, let me read a few more quotes from section one, and then we'll get started. Um, he says... In seeking illustrations of the principle of alternate possibilities, it is most natural to think of situations in which the same circumstances both bring about, both bring it about that a person does something and to make it impossible for him to avoid doing it. These include, for example, situations in which a person is coerced into doing something or in which he is impelled to act by a hypnotic suggestion or in which some inner compulsion drives him to do what he does. Um, now, this is actually... Something very similar to the course guard thought experiment that we talked about, I guess, not published, but like where the device is implanted in your brain and it controls your actions. That would be a very straightforward instance of compulsion or the lack of being able to do otherwise. He says... However, this is second paragraph. However, there may be circumstances that constitute sufficient conditions for a certain action to be performed by someone and that therefore make it impossible for the person to do otherwise, but that do not actually impel the person to act or in any way produce his action. Um, Now, a person may do something in circumstances that leave him no alternative to doing it without these circumstances actually moving him or leading him to do it. So this, that, that seems like he was talking about like a Strauss and type one plea, um, excusing conditions as opposed to exempting conditions, something like that. Um, and so he lays out his aims in the paper. He says there's there's basically from what I understand three aims. He says I propose to develop some examples of this kind in the context of a discussion of coercion, and to suggest that our moral intuitions concerning these examples tend to disconfirm the principle of alternate possibilities. Then I will discuss the principle in more general terms, explain what I think is wrong with it, and describe briefly and without argument how it might be appropriate how it might appropriately be revised. Um, and just to yeah.
1: clarify, the uh, situations that he's describing there, um, it wouldn't quite be a type one plea.
0: It I would be, guess you're right. Actually, it would be it would be more type two.
1: Well, <laughs> it's it's more cases where a person would act. You know, I, I mean, he's going to get into that case. Mm-hmm. You know, with like, um, well. but it, it's all about you know a person not being able to do otherwise. Yet, the um, kind of coercive effect isn't the reason that they're doing it.
0: So yeah, does he? So this was a question that I had. It was kind of a lingering question. Does he? Does he kind of equivocate on two senses of could have done otherwise? Like, is there a like? Is he? Is he? Is he collapsing a distinction between type one and type two? Please, or is he? Is he only focused on one? Or like, I, that's what I couldn't really understand about this paper. Um,
1: so like, yeah. So OK, so 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 lay out for me again type 1 and type 2, please. So I, I can yeah. fully answer this question
2: here.
0: So this was I'm recalling from the Watson paper. Um, type 1, please, I think Watson says, are excusing conditions or excusing pleas. So it was like, don't blame me for being late. There was an accident on the road and I couldn't have gotten around it. Um, so excuse me for moral responsibility, but it. So type two, please would be exempting cases. Um, so don't blame this person for what he did. He had a brain tumor pressing against his amygdala. He couldn't control his emotional impulses. And so he should be exempted from moral responsibility.
1: Okay. All right, I feel like I, yeah. I've i got this down here. So let's let's kind of go through that again real fast here because I don't mm-hmm. think it's either. Um, yeah, which is so, weird
0: because, like, what else is there? So
1: I, I think it's very careful with the language here. So he says, however, there may be circumstances that constitute sufficient conditions for a certain action to be performed by someone and that therefore make it impossible for that person to do otherwise. So there might be some other force there that ensures that the person can't yes. do otherwise. But that force does not actually impel the person to act, or in any way produce his action. So he acts for a different reason than that. I, but it I, was yeah. but it was going to happen regardless. Yes. Yeah. So that, what, does that what I make
0: sense? What I read that sentence as saying is that determinism is generally true, but what we're interested in is that a person could be determined to do something, but not compelled to do it. He's almost is he? It's like he's making a distinction between like. Determinism being true versus someone being compelled to do something.
1: I don't think he's getting into that quite yet. I think he makes that distinction a little bit later, with, oh. like with determinism, because like, he does bring up like causal determinism later on. To when, like when he adjusts, like kind of uh, um, rephrases that could have done otherwise. Yeah, but I, so, I think I, th- I think we should hop right into the interesting case that he brings up because, like with uh, sure. like the Mister like the, like the Mister Black character. Um, well yeah, the wait, Jones four. It, the jones yeah, but, four but yeah. should we
0: actually explain jones one through three before we do jones four we
1: can but that's the, that's the interesting one that he builds yeah. up to but yeah. but yeah but we, yeah we can explain the
0: other ones first yeah. i think i think we we should do it for like the listeners but for us too um sure so wait i i had a I had another kind of like tabling quote that i wanted to read he says the principle, so basically, the principle of alternative possi- alternate possibilities is is saying that, like, the sense in which someone could have done otherwise is what's relevant for moral responsibility. I'm understanding that right, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So he says, the principle of alternate possibilities may in this way derive some credibility from its association with the very plausible proposition that moral responsibility is excluded by coercion. Contrapositive is, if you're coerced, you're not morally responsible. He says, it is not right, however, that this should be so. So he's disagreeing with the, with his own principle that he put forth. Not his own, but like he put forth this principle and he's disagreeing with it. He says, the fact that a person was coerced to act as he did may entail both that he could not have done otherwise and that he bears no moral responsibility for his action. But his lack of moral responsibility is not entailed by his having been able to do otherwise now just like off my initial reaction to that is like, I disagree because I don't know, like I, this might be just some brute intuition I have, but like, I mean, I remember when we started this topic is like, I do kind of hinge more responsibility on like the, your, the capacity to do otherwise. Like,
1: I mean, I I think the thing is though, like (sighs) It's hard for us to bring this up without bringing up Jones Four. <laughs>
2: okay. So, right.
1: so the so the thing is, like, it's it's not that I think you're ultimately wrong, but I actually do agree that the phrasing does need to change of that statement, actually, okay. based on the Jones Four case.
0: Okay. So. so let's. So I'll I'll explain Jones One through Three then. Um. So. Jones Jones decides there's this person jones and he decides for reasons of his own to do something then someone threatens him with a very harsh penalty so harsh that any reasonable person would submit to the threat unless he does precisely that and jones does it so he acquiesces to the threat will we hold jones morally responsible for what he has done um now he says that you know it's very plausible to say that we shouldn't um He says one possibility is that Jones... This is Jones 1. One possibility is that Jones 1 is not a reasonable man. He is rather a man who does what he has decided to do no matter what happens next and no matter what the cost. In that case, the threat actually had no effective force on him, so he was going to do it anyway. The threat is kind of this secondary thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change his action. Um, That, he says, is not a counterexample to the principle of alternate possibilities because he was a man for whom the threat had no coercive effect. So that's not exactly, that's that's the kind of the first case. Then he says, another possibility is that Jones II was stampeded by the threat. Stampeded, he was like, he was coerced basically by the threat. He was overrun by it. Um, uh, and so he says, the fact that at an earlier time, Jones II had decided for his own reasons to act in just the way that may be relevant to an evaluation of his character he may bear full responsibility for having made that decision but he can hardly be said to be morally responsible for his action so so this one is the one wherein jones is actually motivated by the threat um even though he would have performed that action regardless but because he was motivated by the threat he's He's not respons- morally responsible for his action, but he was morally responsible for the decision that he made. I hope I'm explaining that clearly, because that, that actually makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now he comes to a third possibility, Jones three, he says, was neither stampeded by the threat nor indifferent to it. The threat impressed him as it would impress any reasonable man, and he would have submitted to it wholeheartedly if he had not already made a decision that coincided with the one demanded of him. In fact, however, he performed the action in question on the basis of the decision he had made before the threat was issued. When he acted, he was not actually motivated by the threat, but, excuse me, solely by the considerations that had originally commended the action to him. Um, How is a little bit of exegesis here um so it says the threat okay let me read that again it says the threat impressed him as it would impress any reasonable man and he would have submitted to it wholeheartedly so he would have been motivated by the threat if he hadn't made a decision that already concluded oh so i get how that's supposed to be different from the first one so he had reasons to do it and in the first one the threat was irrelevant but in the third one it was it was relevant because he would have been persuaded by that
2: yeah how how was that different than the
0: second case
1: well well, the second case was a little bit different than what you said it was because the second case he was stampeded by the threat given that threat he would have performed that action regardless of what decision he had already made
0: oh oh so it wouldn't have deterred him basically
1: yeah, so like this overrides the decision he already made in Jones 2.
0: Yes. The threat does. Oh, us. I'm sorry. You're right. I explained it wrong. I, I confused Jones. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So Jones 2 is like the, it has no bearing on him and he goes against the force of the threat, right?
1: Joan, no, no, no. Jones no. 2 was he was stampeded <laughs> by the threat. So, oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah. so given that threat, he would have performed that action regardless of what decision he had already made.
2: Okay. So, so okay. the
1: threat upset him so profoundly. Moreover, that he completely forgot his own earlier decision yes. and did what was demanded yes. of him entirely.
3: Yeah. Okay. So I almost imagine these as almost different Joneses entirely. It makes it a little bit easier. Like the Jones two is the type of person that like just submits to threat immediately, whereas yeah. like the other Jones <laughs> that we're talking about mm-hmm. um, is is one who like you know they Jones one have just, just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. He's just Jones like, one is just like literally like a sociopath <laughs> yeah J- jones
0: one is like kind of like the he just like m- he makes hay or whatever like what's that saying like um not, he just he just doesn't care what like the system said like he, he at just commits- point,
3: keeps walking
0: <laughs> yeah yeah like basically he's undeterrable um do you ever
1: see like the, the one video of that guy who was like drinking at the bar and like someone like held a gun to his head and he just kept drinking and then like And then, like, the the, Jones
3: won. (laughs) Yeah, the Jones won.
1: Yeah, and the guy, like, tried... I forget exactly how the video went, but the guy, like... I don't know, tried making him like, you know, get on the ground like everybody else. And the guy was just like tugging on the gun as so it was like at his head. Oh <laughs> so oh it, it, the, the video's crazy, but that, that's what that's it reminded me of. It's a Jones one. Like he didn't, like he seriously just didn't care.
3: I he was like, going to drink. Jones one. He, he was, was going to continue
1: dramatic. drinking at the bar, like no matter what, you know, yeah. co- coercion was there. So, so Jones
0: two, then gets, he stops drinking, he gets on the ground.
1: Yeah.
0: And Jones 3 was neither stampeded by the threat nor indifferent to it. So he respo- He just responds to the threat sort of like, so, so he's just saying like, all things being equal, I'd rather not get shot in the head. But it's kind
3: of like a calm deliberation, I guess. It's yeah, like th- that's, it's that's like the difference. someone who is susceptible to a threat but is not by definition going to submit to a threat. So yeah, like, it's I always exactly, had to interpret these exactly. as like yeah. what yeah. type of person Jones is. Okay. Um, as opposed to, like, the circumstances. That uh, made it easier to me. I don't know. If let me 100% read accurate.
0: this. Let me read this again. In fact, however, he performed the action in question on the basis of the decision he had made before the threat was issued. When he acted, he was not actually motivated by the threat, but solely the considerations that had originally commended the action to him.
1: I, so, yeah, so he doesn't act because of the threat, um, but, yeah. it's, part, but if it's part of the calculus. Like, he recognizes the threat. OK, so
0: he performed uh, the action in question on the basis of the decision he had made before the threat was issued. I don't understand how that makes sense, though. If the threat hadn't been
3: issued yet, h- how is he kind of taking it into the calculus? I think what it means is like he had previously decided that he was going to do this. And then like when the threat appeared, he's like, OK, well, oh, I'm so going he's to someone ask- who's previously decided that if
0: someone points a gun to my head, I'm going to get on the ground and stop drinking instead of finish the drink. Is that what you're saying? Actually, that's not how
3: I thought about it, but that might be correct. Adam, well, you but noticed. no. Well,
1: I th- I think that example doesn't work as well, like the gun to the head. This might be more like you know. But uh, he could have a generalized case of it. Yeah, but but the thing is that that person might you know I, it's hard to imagine a gun to a head. The person not either being one or two. True. You know True. what I mean? Like because the thing is like you're either gonna like acquiesce. Oh, how about this? And, and, and like, an example. No, but I am saying sorry. yeah, I'm saying like there are many examples like, you know, say like in politics if you know, mm-hmm. um you had planned to vote on a certain bill, right? But then the but then the threat was made. You recognize the threat, but you still vote the way you were going to vote on the bill. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean like yeah. you've taken the threat into, you know, into account, but it doesn't actually affect the way you're going to vote. Okay. So I get yeah. it. Yeah. So it.
0: I get it. Yeah, or but, or technically it isn't it conceivable that it actually could have? Oh, well, that actually goes to the fourth case. So never mind. <laughs>
3: um, Good transition, though.
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. I understand. I was a little hazy on the actual distinctions between the three Joneses. So, okay. Um, okay. He says, I'm mean, here. Let me just read this one thing. Um, he says, in the case of Jones, the, the case of Jones three, I'm sorry, this is top of section three. Um, Good. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, uh, the case of Jones III may appear at first glance to combine coercion and moral responsibility and thus to provide a counterexample to the doctrine that coercion excuses. It is not really so certain that it does so, however, because it is unclear whether the example constitutes a genuine instance of coercion. You know what? That, that, I had. A, I didn't know exactly what he meant by that, but now actually with our examples, I do. Um, so if he actually does acquiesce to the threat, we are not sure if it was true coercion or if it was just this was his rational deliberation. And he decided kind of like, you know, into the calculus it goes. And so this is the outcome in the same way that you might just kind of work around like a- any like opportunity cost even or like or like kind of like um, startup costs. You know, like I understand that it will cost X to be able to do this. So like, so I'm OK with it. Like I wouldn't prefer to do that. Like if this conference is in Jerusalem, you know, like like the flight cost is not something that I'm happy about, but I'm not exactly coerced to pay. You it view for. it as a cost. Exactly. <laughs> you recognize it as a cost. Exactly. It's a threat of sorts yeah. in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I actually, I think I understand that now. Um, so can, I, I, wanted, I wanted to like do this one other thing about this. So he says, suppose we decided to say that Jones 3 was not coerced. Our basis for saying this, uh, this is second paragraph, will clearly be that it is incorrect to regard a man as being coerced to do something unless he does it because of the coercive force exerted on him, which uh, makes sense. That's intuitive, at least. Um, On the other hand, suppose we decide to say that Jones III was coerced, then we we will be bound to admit that being coerced does not exclude being morally responsible. Now that latter part is something that I still disagree with, even though we'll get into it. Um, so I guess I fall into the former camp, where he's not coerced. Um, is it is it clear? Like I, I'm not I'm not fully understanding what Frankfurt would say, though. Like which do, which does he think it is?
1: I, I I think I mean I mean he definitely falls on the side of the first case, right? Like yeah. ba- ba- based on like how he finishes the paper, like it's. Sure. He's definitely more of a first case where he's saying like, okay, that person is not coerced if they're acting, you know, with like with respect to the threat, but not because of the threat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: So. Yeah. 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 I guess. I, yeah. I, I get the distinction. It's a little slippery in my mind, but it may, I still get it. I get it. But it's like, all I'm doing is just kind of wondering, like, what does it actually mean to like. Do you get what I'm kind of going at? Like, what does it mean to actually be kind of moved by the threat, but not coerced by it? Like if the threat, so in both cases, if the threat weren't there, you would do something different. But it's like, in one case, it's like you're overcome with kind of like, it's like a reflexive fear of it. And the other one, you just take it into your considerations, which is like, I get that there's an important distinction there, but it doesn't seem to be a distinction about like what kind of freedom or deservingness of like, you know what I mean? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I know, like, your more fundamental issues with it, but I think the distinction made is like, completely fair, though, yeah. to, to oh, say yeah. that, like, okay, if this person was going to, you know, act the same mm. with or without the threat,
0: yes,
2: then, totally different.
1: yeah, so I, I think I think the distinction makes sense there,
0: so. Like I I actually do, I'm starting to see how this paper connects with his later one a bit, um, with the alignment of sort of the orders of the desire, um.
1: Especially how it finishes, but we'll get to that.
0: Yeah. Like like, uh, the,
1: like the final paragraph, like, literally is connected right with... Yeah, true, so... Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So he says, whichever we decide to say, then we will recognize that, it, that the doctrine, this is the next paragraph, that the doctrine of, that coercion excludes moral responsibility is not a particularized version of the principle of alternate possibilities. I wasn't sure what I thought about that. So he says, so we'll recognize that if we say that coercion excludes moral responsibility, which I'm prone to agree with, that's not an instance of the principle of alternate possibilities. That's, that's, does that seem to be directly? Or, or if coercion excludes moral responsibility, wouldn't it exclude it precisely because you couldn't do otherwise? I, I didn't uh-huh. understand why he had that sentence. Like It doesn't seem to me that whichever we say then, that's true.
1: Mm. Let me read this again here.
3: Yeah. Read this is the follow-up sentence that might help clarify.
0: Situations in which a person who does not who do, situations in which a person who does something cannot do otherwise because he is subject to coercive power are either not instances of coercion at all or they are situations in which the person may still be morally responsible for what he does If it is not because of the coercion that he caused it, I I I wrote next to that sentence. How did he show this? I I wasn't sure that what he laid out actually did show that. Well, I think
1: we should move into Jones four now, right? (laughs) Like, I I because the thing is, like, he's he's kind of beating around the bush, but I think like that's the most interesting part of this. So, um,
0: I had more notes, but maybe we can come back to them then. So, Adam, why don't yeah.
1: Yeah, well, let, let, maybe let's let's touch on those notes before we get to Jones 4, but let's move past this paragraph and maybe circle back if we want to.
0: You know what I mean? Because Sure. I kind of do want to, though, because I, I don't understand. Insofar as I might disagree with him, I think it kind of has to do with this. Like, I just don't know that he has showed this yet. But, but I, I don't know. Um, okay, well, let's... So if we circle back, we circle back. Adam, I'll let you go through Jones 4 then. Um, okay sure
1: let me get to that
0: because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you guys in the audience i
2: <laughs>
0: miscalibrated the amount of time that i should have devoted to reading this so i was a little bumping up against my deadline being eight thirty. so yeah <laughs> I, I did read it but i'm not sure that i understand it as well as i usually do
1: all right so let me actually read jones 4 so we can kind of just go through it again yeah, and, then, and, then, and then i'll give my interpretation of it here let's do that okay. sure Okay, so I'll start at kind of the the bottom of page uh, 834, but he said, I do not propose to consider in what sense the concept of could have done otherwise figures in the principle of alternate possibilities, nor will I attempt to measure the force of the objection I have just described. For I believe that whatever force this objection may be thought to have can be deflected by altering the example in the following way. Okay, so here's Jones. four.
0: Can I say something real quick first? Yeah, go for it. I had a note next to that very sentence you started where I said, "I, I think this is the crucial issue. Um... Because he, he says, I don't propose to consider in what sense the concept could have done otherwise figures in the principle of alternate possibilities. Th- that's, I don't know. Like, to me, that might be the crucial part of this thesis, um, what role it does play. Because someone like Dan Dennett and I would really disagree about what the sense of could have done otherwise means. Um, like, Dennett <clears throat> Dennett would say could have done otherwise all we mean by that is the colloquial sense of it basically like <laughs> it, it's the sense in which when you're at a stoplight you could make a right or you could make a left there's nothing impossible or kind of prohibitive about either of those options whereas i want to maintain that like no like you you could like if you make a right and we rewind the universe exactly the state it was in and nothing randomness-wise changes. No, you couldn't have done otherwise, actually. Um, so that, like, I, I don't know, like, may, maybe... I, I know we want to get to the Black 4 case, but...
1: Yeah, to, I... I'm I, sorry, I, Jones
0: 4. Um,
1: well, no, but, but like, I, I think, like, when, like, listening to, like, the Jones 4 case here, what you have to do is you have to go into it like this. Let me yeah. think of the best way to put this.
0: All right, prime me for it.
1: Yeah, I got to prime you for this here. Okay, so... um. I you, I don't want you to set aside or actually you probably should set aside kind of going into this here mm-hmm. Like any ideas of like causal determinism in okay. cause in causes sui.
0: Okay, okay So, so we've you, moved from the sh- from the deep sense of more responsibility into now we're debating shallow senses
1: for now Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, so um, So so let, let's actually like like I'll read the story here or okay. this case yeah. Okay, so suppose someone
3: black, uh, all right? The name's Black. Uh,
2: <laughs> so
3: suppose, I should. Does the, the race bears on the moral responsibility? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I should the, You miss you that hyphen there. Yeah, yeah. Suppose someone black. Uh, <laughs> say. Let us say once Jones for to perform a certain action. Black is prepared to go to considerable lengths to get his way, but he prefers to avoid showing his hand unnecessarily. So he waits until Jones 4 is about to make up his mind what to do, and he does nothing unless it is clear to him that Jones 4 is going to decide to do something other than what he wants him to do. If it does become clear that Jones 4 is going to decide to do something else, Black takes effective steps to ensure that Jones 4 decides to do, um, and what he does do, what he wants him to do. Whatever Jones 4's initial preferences and inclinations then Black will have his way. Yeah. So, so let's, let's let's make sure we're all on the same page with that part right there. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. yep. So I, I get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Jones can't. Jones he c- can't do otherwise in this scenario. Because like,
0: if he happens to already be doing the thing that Black wants, good. Black doesn't interfere. If yes. he's about to do the thing Black doesn't want him to do, Black will interfere. So either way, Jones is going to do the thing that Black wants. Um, yeah. Now, I'll just say actually for for like listeners and for you guys, this paper was actually uh, the, the, the latter paper had a little bit to do with it, but this paper is really the one that launched the Frankfurt case subliterature. There are like variations upon variations of these um, trying to show different things, but I just thought that would be of interest to some people. So continue.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of get why now, because yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I find this one pretty interesting. So, what steps will Black take if he believes he must take steps in order to ensure that Jones Ford decides and acts as he wishes? So he kind of just goes on for a little bit talking about, like, um, you know, potential ways that Black could influence Jones, and we can kind of create any way we want to. Like, we can Mm -hmm. say that, I, you know, it could be like the Paraboom scenario in which, Mm -hmm. you know, someone literally, I mean, Black has the ability to, Uh, you know, change the neurophysiology of Jones such that Jones acts in the way that Black desires, right? Mm. So it could be um, very much a, uh, you know, a physical change to the very essence of Jones.
0: What do you think about, I have heard people argue this before. There's, I've read like a variation of this where people actually say that the crucial well uh, so i'll let you so so basically adam explain to us the upshot of this like what is this saying about moral responsibility so
1: so like this isn't saying anything about moral responsibility yet this is this this is this is talking about could Could have have done done otherwise otherwise. yeah 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 true so um let me let me actually get to the relevant part there
0: so then i'll say i'll say so here's here's my take on this so far okay Mm so far, I think that this difference, whether Jones does what black wants of his own volition, let's say, or whether he does it uh via influence by black um, I think that that distinction so I, I well it's hard for me to say this because you ask me to move from the deep end of the shallow end of more responsibility, but like i I find that that says because remember when when I view shallow responsibility, I'm viewing it in terms of almost like evaluations of persons. Right? No, no,
1: I, no. I, I, I think I think the problem is though is that yeah. I I think this paper could actually really be like, beneficial to like you know your argumentation here because hmm. I I think actually that um, like in this case Frankfurt actually demolishes the argument of the could have done otherwise and I'll tell you why. Because okay. the thing is, so so I'll just kind of jump to the chase here. So okay, let's imagine someone when we have we have to posit these things first, right?
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: let's so let's imagine someone could be causa sui, right? Because cause the thing is ca sui people not being causa sui is already uh you know if you
0: you, know, if you buy not, determinism it, yeah
1: it, yeah if if you if you acknowledge that fact yeah. then in any sort of deep sense then we're obviously not moral, like you know uh uh responsible you know responsible morally entirely mm-hmm. right sure, sure but but let's 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 actually accept like that aside for a second right okay 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 so imagine that we also set aside causal determinism for a second
0: okay so right? we're just reserving judgment on that yeah uh, Are you still there? Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I kind of got cut out there for a second. Okay, so we've set aside both of those things, right? Causal determinism and causes sui. Yeah. Right. Okay, so now we're just going to examine somebody's, like, you know, actions in the context of, you know, could have done otherwise. Yeah, so <clears throat> the, point, the point of, like, Jones 4 is that, like, when analyzing like moral responsibility on jones's part uh in this case jones acts in such a way that black never has to get involved right yeah so there so there's no coercion in that sense Mm
2: -hmm.
1: right and so let me also let me also just read something else here because it's it's kind of hard to it made sense when i read it but i want to keep like uh yeah but so let me read this part too the example is also flexible enough to allow for the elimination of black altogether. Where is Anyone this? who this? This is at the bottom of uh, page 836. Okay. So the example is also flexible enough to allow for the elimination of black altogether. Anyone who thinks that the effectiveness of the example is undermined by its reliance on a human manipulator who imposes his will on Jones can substitute black, a machine programmed to do what black does. If this is still not good enough, forget both black and the machine and suppose their role is played by natural forces involving no will or design at all.
2: Mm.
1: Okay, so I I want us to actually do that. Like I want us to actually like replace black with just like, you know, um, just like natural forces plus randomness.
0: Is that not bringing determinism back into it? Like, isn't that just what determinism is? Random forces plus randomness? Sure.
1: Sure. But, but I think like the, hang on, I'm sorry. I'm sorry,
0: natural causes versus, uh, uh, natural causes versus randomness.
1: Yeah. But so like the idea here is that, you know, when examining Jones for, yeah, he's going to do, um, what he wants to do.
0: You know, like, um, he's gonna do what he wants to do if it aligns with what he's supposed to do, as defined by whatever is controlling his actions, whether it be black or a machine or natural forces, right? But if he's gonna go against what he's supposed to do, then things will intervene,
1: yes. Um, but it's like, you know, if we set aside you know, like the coercion in this sense, like he would still be mm-hmm. there's still like a sense of moral responsibility for him doing what he does, even if there's no like coercion acting upon him. In not, which
0: case is there still more responsibility in the case where he does it by himself or the case in which he's influenced? The
1: case in which he does it by himself there.
0: See, I agree so, with that. But I don't know that I see it like I don't know if I agree for the same reasons as Frankfurt does. See, honestly,
1: this one's really hard because this made complete sense to me, but like skipping from like paragraph <laughs> to paragraph has made it now like a yeah. little less comprehensible. Let me, let me. Yeah. If Giffen, if you have anything to say right now, or or Jordan, you, I'm I'm gonna kind of look through and see if like there were if you, find, like, if, if you find like some meaningful just,
0: quotes. If you want to just like read it, that's okay. Like I'm. I'm yeah. We yeah. Okay. With that. Yeah. Okay.
1: All yeah. Let's do that then. Let's let's try to make sure we're on the same page here. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So so I'm I'm gonna start here, okay? Where's here? <laughs> um this this is gonna be on 836. Okay. Second paragraph there.
0: Okay, okay.
1: All right, so now suppose that Black never has to show his hand because Jones 4, for reasons of his own, decides to perform and does perform the very action Black wants him to perform. In that case, it seems clear Jones 4 will bear precisely the same moral responsibility for what he does as he would have borne if Black had not been ready to to take steps to ensure that he do it.
3: Yeah, that's totally intuitive. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Okay. It would
1: be be quite unreasonable to excuse Jones 4 for his action or to withhold the praise to which you would normally entitle him on the basis of the fact that he could not have done otherwise. This fact plays no played no role at all in leading him to act as, as he did. He would have acted the same even if he had not been even if it had not been a fact.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Indeed, everything happened just as it would have happened without Black's presence in the situation, without his readiness to intrude into it. So let's see here.
0: So is is there more that you're trying to find right now?
1: Yeah, I, w- I want to find more relevant parts here that really had, like, an impact on me. Because the thing is, like, it's it's not to say, like, he, he, but kind of like my takeaway from this. Yeah. It's kind of hard to, like, verbalize it at least. But it's not to say that there's any sort of ultimate moral responsibility.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just that the argument of could have done otherwise, like, at least from this paper, it, it kind of showed me that you actually need more to bolster that argument. Actually, the argument of could have done otherwise itself fails. But you need the idea of, like, okay, you have to introduce causal determinism. You have to introduce, you know, the, the fact that we're not causes sui. You have to introduce these other variables. The argument of could have done otherwise or could not have done otherwise does not work on its own.
0: Because
1: um, you can imagine situations in which, you know... Um, you couldn't have done otherwise because, like, there was a force like Black, mm-hmm. you know. But you were, st- but you still acted. I, in- oh, I,
0: I think I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I actually don't disagree with you at all, but I have a different emphasis. Okay, if I'm understanding you correctly. Um, so like, I, it's weird. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm, I hope I'm not being like pedantic, but. It, I, it's weird. Like I agree with everything Frankfurt says, um, but it doesn't change my mind about much, but, but I also don't know if it was supposed to like, I, 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 so let me explain that. Um, clear so i totally i buy i like i buy hook line, and sinker his intuition that jones four will bear precisely the same moral responsibility for what he does as he would have borne if black had not been ready to take the steps to ensure that he did i totally buy that um however i just so i feel like like let me explain i guess this way so the gold standard would be like cause sui born moral responsibility right um
1: Sure. But, but, but you just had to introduce that. So the, so the argument of like, oh, but
0: continue, yeah. continue, So that, but, but no, it's a good interjection. Like, so that's totally true. So like the deep sense of, of blame is not, uh, warranted. Right. So now we've moved into like, we, we, we kind of table that to dismiss it because it's not, it's just not possible. Now we're into the realm of moral responsibility qua reactive attitudes. Right. Um, so, this is like inter now this is where I think the the concerns about moral responsibility are adjudicated in light of interpersonal relationships and or consequentialism. right? Um, consequentialism evaluated kind of by like the types of persons, right? So all of these compatibilist dist- like uh, accounts of of moral responsibility, I love. I think they're like super interesting and they're super valid and what I don't know if I disagree with Frankfurt about or not is I think that they're super useful and super valid and super interesting for the shallow end. Right. I don't, I, I can't grok whether Frankfurt thinks that they are relevant for everything though. Like the deep and the shallow sense.
1: I, I mean, I, I think he does believe that this applies in a deep sense. Um, But, but but, disagree, but, yeah. but, 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 but the point is though, that like, I do agree with Frankfurt is that like, if you're talking about like more responsibility, I don't think that the argument of could have done otherwise is a good argument on its own. Like, I, I like actually the way that I yeah. mean, he he actually disagrees with this later on. But I like the rephrasing of
2: mm-hmm.
1: let, let me find that um. There's a certain the revised principle of alternative possibilities will entail on this assumption concerning the meaning of could have done otherwise, that a person is not morally responsible for what he has done if it was causally determined that he do it. But he, he doesn't believe, however, that this revision of the principle is acceptable. And he goes into that, but I do agree that, you know, the could yeah. have done otherwise on its <clears throat> own doesn't actually like hold a lot of weight. And I feel like, cause like you can imagine, like if you don't introduce causal determinism, And you also don't introduce like causa sui, and you just like analyze like someone's behavior on its own, then
0: Then it's not enough. You're right.
1: No, it's not enough. Like, I just
0: don't buy that those ifs should, like, I guess, I guess so. Here's maybe I agree with him in the sense that like, if you say if we don't introduce these things, then this is what's relevant. I agree, but but when you say if we don't introduce those things, you've moved me from the deep to the shallow end of more responsibility, which I'm not, I'm not trying to like degrade the importance of the shallow end. Like it's like, you know, shallow is just like our demarcator for it. But like the shallow end is where all the work gets done.
1: No, no, I, I know. I, I disagree with that still. Cause I, I, I still think like fundamentally that like, say like in a debate about, you know, free will or more responsibility. Right. Mm -hmm. If you said for me, it really impacts me. Like the idea of couldn't have done otherwise, then i think that's poor phrasing because then you have to like then like kind of um
0: then you have to absorb the jones four case
1: yeah well you have to like introduce other things what you mean by that but because because the thing is like he's brought up an example of which someone who has like different foundations Mm. of like you know of what they um like if someone doesn't accept causal determinism
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right and they don't accept like the like the, cons- like, the cons- like the issue of like Kazusui.
0: so they're right? a libertarian in other words
1: sure and they say like okay we have an example right here of someone that couldn't have done otherwise
2: mm-hmm.
1: right because otherwise black would have intervened yeah we could still judge them for their actions based on because these are the actions they wanted to do anyway
0: yeah wouldn't you not be a libertarian in that case then if you're if you're admitting that black or the versions of black could compel him. Aren't you, aren't you not being a, a libertarian then?
1: I don't know what you mean by that. I, I, I <clears throat> might be talking past each other. Well, so I'm, not sure I'm what saying you either.
0: Okay. Let me, let me explain it. Um, Cause like, so <clears throat> Frankfurt said that like black could intervene somehow. And, and we go from very pedestrian ways to very complicated ways of how he could intervene. Right he could like hit him with a car and stop him. That's kind of the most brutish way, right? Or he could kind of slip something into his subconscious in his dreams or something like that, right? That's kind of like a middling case. And then he could actually control, like actually a modern version of this case is one that's like course guard. So so Black implants the device in Jones's head, but he doesn't turn it on unless he needs to, right? so that could be on the other on the farther end of the spectrum where it's like Black has this device and as long as he does what he what Black wants, he doesn't turn the device on. But he could turn the device on. Well,
1: that's what right? that's what he's doing right now. That is that is Jones 4. That is the yeah, case. That, yeah, yeah, that's what
0: I was explaining. Um, gosh, I lost my train of thought. Um what what was the question that you had had asked Oh what oh libertarian. Um okay, okay. So 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 uh But then, but then, so, so then, uh, Frankfurt walks that back even further, right? So the whole point that he's making is that you, you, you don't even need black to be an agent, um, because people could, and people have actually honed in on that part. Like it's only, it's only a suspension of moral responsibility. If an agent is controlling your actions, if it's not an agent, then it, doesn't have anything to do with moral responsibility. But if it is an agent, then that suspends it. So, so Frankfurt wants to stay away from that objection. And he says, OK, I don't care if black. So he sets up a spectrum between black and basically I'm reading him as saying determinism, right? Um, but, but that's what I'm saying. that So a libertarian could accept that a device implanted in your head could determine your actions. But for some reason, a libertarian would stop somewhere on that spectrum and say, once you get to determinism, it's either not true or you can overcome it, right?
1: Yeah, but, but the thing is, like, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But but just imagine, like, how this debate would go, okay? Yeah. Like, for, like, if you said, for me, like, the fact that you can't do otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, that you couldn't have done otherwise here really does it for me in terms of moral responsibility. And then someone brings up this case specifically and says, "Yeah, you know, yes, but you know, I believe that, you know, people should be judged based on, you know, their, you know, their actions. And in this case right here, you know, they had, they had the choice to choose. And although the outcome would have been in this, would have been the same in both cases, um, this person all you know ultimately chose yeah to to do this action even if the outcome was predetermined
0: explain what you disagree with me on then because i would say yes that's absolutely true that's a great way to evaluate the type of person that he is no um, but, no no no, but okay, no
1: no 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 because you because for you would then change your argument at How? that point you would then introduce the fact that you know, a person is not ultimately responsible for who they are, for yeah. their environment, and you would start going into that, you would no longer like stick on that line, because someone just brought up an exception to that, that high level argument, you know, or maybe like, you know, switching it could, just, be, I, could be a low yeah. level argument, but someone just brought an exception to that, which is now push you back doesn't make you wrong. But mm-hmm. it makes you now have to like point to deeper, deeper issues with the idea of more responsibility.
0: But I don't see that as an exception if you grant that you're operating in the shallow sense of moral responsibility. Like it's only an exception if you think that there are that, that there aren't two ends of the pool, right? Like, isn't it only an exception if you only think there's one sense of moral responsibility? Like,
1: I I don't know what you mean by that. Sorry.
0: You're raising it as an exception because you're saying no, in. When I introduced the, the Jones 4 case, um, it, it is making me, it is, it's making you, you being me, retreat to the, like, to the deeper level. And that, and you're saying that constitutes a contradiction. And I'm not sure it does. Um,
1: oh, okay. Okay. I, I get, I get what you're saying now. No, no, yeah. I think, I think the issue is like, you haven't fully addressed, you know, someone that has like said that there is so if i were to say like there is ultimate moral responsibility
0: oh okay, and wait, it,
1: I, yeah, if i if it. i am making that claim there is ultimate moral responsibility you say no and you say for me the fact that you can't do otherwise and I you could bring, bring, up,
0: a, this yes, I bring I, up this as a I case i bring up this as a case you yeah, have to retreat
1: to other arguments deeper. no i
0: get it i totally get it at this point so yeah i would say that the the, the, the okay i get it i t- actually that clicked for me there uh this sense of could have done otherwise then i think is being equivocated on slightly um i
1: i think no i think i think like the causal determination actually like i you know that's why you've kind of kept to change like the phrasing of it
0: but i'm not sure that you do because like you're right could have done otherwise is a really it's a it's a broad term like it's it's fuzzy right if by could have done otherwise i mean vitiating in the deep sense uh, that th- like what if what if I just say that like because because could have done otherwise is a more generalized and sloppy version of saying whatever happens it happens because of determinism plus randomness right
1: no but you might you
0: might not want to change your language having not been exposed to
1: you know like this this case in particular okay. right here because this this enough. case now causes you to actually like say actually what I mean specifically is causal determinism. OK, you know what I mean? It's like, r- it's rather than, like, you know, more of a general could not have done otherwise.
0: That's fair yeah. enough. Maybe that's so uh, that's why I wasn't really seeing this as like I was in a weird position when reading this because it's like I agree. but It doesn't actually change kind of like my view. Um, no,
1: I that, that's why I think this paper is actually really good now that I like, – because the thing is, like, it's not – it doesn't vitiate your argument in a deeper sense, but it says that actually the language mm. isn't as specific as it should be, if you're going to make that okay. claim. Okay. Because you actually have – okay, you get what I'm I saying. I buy
0: that. I buy that. I actually – okay, I, I buy that then. So okay. when I say could have done otherwise, I need to specify that – what I mean is that whatever happens happens because of determinism plus randomness. And that vitiates a global sense in which you could have done otherwise, while there are clearly local senses in which that distinction does not cover everything we need to know for moral responsibility.
1: Yeah, I, I would I would say that sounds fair. Okay. What's up? Okay. What's up, Giffin?
3: I was just <laughs> gonna say, like upon my first and only reading before the discussion, I basically came out of this paper and was like you may as well have just said that frankfurt had like some qualms with like the definition of coercion and um no but i think it's deeper than that i, I actually do deep. now i think it's deeper yeah do you, do you get my
1: point now that i was i was driving for there
0: yes i do i didn't mean it after giffen but i do but, but, but giffen, giffen
3: but I, do. <laughs> I mean kind of i don't i don't know i just don't see it as like i wouldn't call this a great paper like after like discussing but i understand a little bit deeper like what he was trying to go for i think i find sense. it funny
0: that adam you went from this isn't relevant we shouldn't discuss it to like to this
3: because my first reading
1: was your reading yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was just like i don't see in any way how he actually but then i read it again i'm like
0: that's funny how actually, you read it late at night and i read it under a time
2: constraint <laughs>
1: yeah and you come away and you're like how in any way does he address Mm. like you know the idea but it's like actually he does because you shouldn't actually use this language people can find counter examples i actually get language. it so, I,
0: I so here's my question i wonder i i think that that point that you summarized him as saying is a very nice point is that all is i just now i'm just wondering is that all he means
3: is it no merely, no 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 yeah. he goes
1: further he goes further because okay. i think
3: um let's see if we can land on that further that was yeah. my question
0: yeah let me uh there's at the top of section five there might be a a nice quote he says the fact that a person could not have avoided doing something is a sufficient condition of his having done it but as some of my examples show this fact may play no role whatever in the explanation of why he did it i now i want to see if this note is still true under my new understanding of it i said yes exactly no freedom but very different types of people. But he's looking at it through the lens of free will or moral responsibility. Um, do I still agree with that note? The fact that a person could not have avoided doing something is a sufficient condition of his having done it. Duh. That's he's basically The first sentence is admitting determinism is true, right? Then the second sentence, but as some of my examples show, this fact may play no role whatsoever in explanation of why he did it. Yeah. Which is the, the local sense of moral responsibility. So I agree with that quote right what because we're uh, so where help help me find the further part of it then adam Um, oh i
1: I, honestly he completely explodes in the final paragraph
0: (laughs) oh the final paragraph the final
1: paragraph i mean oh oh
0: wait can i can i read a a quote on page 837 yeah before we get to the explosion
3: (laughs) Um, which i do want to see
0: one, two, three paragraphs down, first sentence. This, then, is why the principle of alternate possibilities is mistaken. It asserts that a person bears no moral responsibility. That is, he is to be excused for having performed an action if there were circumstances that made him impossible for him to avoid performing it. Um, okay, so the principle of is mistaken. I don't know if I would say it's mistaken. It's fatally unspecific as stated by could have done otherwise right um because i i so i'm getting i'm taking his point to be a hermeneutical point but if he wants it to be more than that then i might disagree there so if he's saying that could have done otherwise could both be applied to admitting that determinism plus randomness is true and it also can be a type of could have done otherwise, like in the black case or the Jones Four case. Then you're meaning two different things, and you need to be more specific about it, at least one, if not both of them, right? I I actually have fully come around to that point. I agree. So then I would say that the first case of could have done otherwise. I should say that whatever happens happens precisely because of determinism plus randomness, and nothing can override those two causes, wherein the second sense of could have done otherwise is a pragmatic, Pedestrian sense, not to degrade it, because I actually don't think that that's a less important sense. Um, wh- yeah, wh- you, which you, is you,
1: like you, you pretty yeah. much cut out like that little like exchange you'd have. Damn. Like you know you know no 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 I'm saying oh, like oh, you, you didn't
0: like connection cut. Out. No 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 no,
1: no 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 I mean like you you pretty much like cut out that little exchange you'd have if like you raised you know the fact that you know. you you can't do otherwise. You know what I mean? And someone say, well, how about in this circumstance? You say, well, that's, but I, what I truly mean is this.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. You're, you're right. You're totally right. Actually. Um, I actually don't think that that has anything to do. This won't, this, this won't be relevant to the listeners. Cause we didn't post that last episode, but like, did you say that you think this has to do with my, Adam, I, I think I take what you were saying is this has to do with my, overall view on this but it doesn't have to do with yes. my writing sample
1: yes because okay. like because whenever you and i like were, or like on the podcast you've said yeah. like for for me what does it is like the fact of couldn't done it couldn't do otherwise yeah. you know i mean it's like yeah. he's like kind of change your wording on that a little bit and i still so, think
0: that but i but i but i think it differently now yes yeah okay yeah. okay i agree because i just wanted to clarify that because i wasn't seeing how this was exactly relevant to my writing sample but no it's not no. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, one more quote and then we'll let you explode. Um, <laughs> so he says uh, 838, one, two, three paragraphs down. Suppose a person tells us that he did what he did because he was unable to do otherwise. Or suppose he makes the similar statement that he did what he did because he had to do it. We often accept statements like this if we believe them as valid excuses, skipping down. We understand we understand the person who offers the excuse to mean what he did, that to mean that he did what he did only because he was unable to do otherwise, or only because he had to do it. I actually think that that's a very nice distinction. Um, and it goes to, I think I mentioned to Adam, but maybe both of you, but maybe just Adam, I can't remember. Um, David Pizarro did that really interesting social psych study where people automatically assume that Uh, in unethical cases, like if I walk into a bar and punch someone, people automatically assume that your second order desire didn't endorse your first order desire to punch the guy. But when I give money to someone on the street, a homeless person, they assume that my second order desire did align with my first order desire. So I felt empathy and I wanted to feel empathy and I had the second order volition to have that empathy be effective. So they attribute... Uh, More responsibility in the alignment case, and and they're reluctant to attribute it in the misalignment case. So I take it that this is he's he's hinting this is kind of a, a prelude to that distinction, right? Where he says we understand the person who offers this excuse to mean that he did only what what he did, only because he was unable to do otherwise. So that's almost he's almost hinting at this, like he didn't have the second order of desire to do it, but the implications of the situation were such that his first order of desire he kind of had to do it or some something like that right adam you're frozen
3: yeah oh, okay the uh, tension is just building too much <laughs> am i am i still frozen no no you're good you <laughs> all right
1: i mean i heard what you were saying that so okay. i agreed with all that yeah. okay
0: okay i just wanted to i want to see if that if i read that right all right so adam I'll let you you do his last uh, paragraph then
1: all right, the last, the last paragraph, he kind of just he – he probably should have ex, you know, expanded more on this. But uh, all right, so the following may all be true. There were circumstances that made it impossible for a person to avoid doing something. These circumstances actually played a role in bringing it about that he did it so that it is correct to say that he did it because he could not have done otherwise. The person really wanted to do what he did. He did it because he really wanted to do So that it is not correct to say that he did what he wanted only – what he did only because he could not have done otherwise. Under these conditions, the person may well be morally responsible for what he he has done. On the other hand, he will not be morally responsible for what he has done if he did it only because he could not have done otherwise, even if what he did was something he really wanted to do. So – I think we got to break that down.
2: Right? I
3: agree. Like heavily. <laughs> like that was, I agree. that's quite a sentence paragraph. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, okay. So here's what I take that to be meaning. I actually see this paragraph as very clearly introducing what he talks about in his later paper that we got. Yeah. I yeah. very clearly see this that flowing from this paragraph. I feel like I can see the kind of inklings of that second paper in this part specifically. So. Yeah here's here's let's take it, let's take it, part by part. He says the following may all be true. okay. There were circumstances that made it impossible for a person to avoid doing something. That is saying for for my sanity, determinism plus randomness is true, right? Okay, He says these circumstances actually played a role in bringing it about that he did it. So it is correct to say that he did it because he could not have done otherwise. He's saying that that's basically just reaffirming that determinism is causally true, right? like. Like we understand causality correctly, right? So then he says that that this is, he just shifts gears entirely in the second part. The person really wanted to do what he did. So he, he had a second order volition uh, for his first order desire, not the language for that's not in this paper, but he did it because it, it was what he really wanted to do so that it is not it is not correct to say that he did what he did only because he could not have done otherwise. So he's saying it's a deep, it's deeper than could not have done otherwise. He had a second-order volition that endorsed it. Um, and he sees that as a deeper issue for more responsibility than could have done otherwise. And he says, under these conditions, the person may well be morally responsible for what he has done because, on, stra- on not stra- uh, Frankfurt's view... Uh, what matters is the second order volition and its alignment with the first order of desire i'm assuming right i see the seeds planted in this paragraph he says on the other hand he will not be morally responsible for what he has done if he did it only because he could not have done otherwise even if what he did was something he really wanted to do is that a contradiction what the hell on the other that hand helps. wait let me read that again on the other hand he will not be morally responsible for what he has done if he did it only because he... Oh, only because he could not have done... The only plays a big role in that sentence. Um, he should have italicized the only. Um, only because he could not have done otherwise. Even if what he did was something he really wanted to do. On the other hand, he would not yeah. be responsible. I feel like... Wait, I that's the biggest only, only in the entire yeah, paper. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. If he only did something because he couldn't have done otherwise... What does it mean to say that he did it? He was something he really wanted to do. Isn't that that that's contradictory, isn't it?
3: Well, they may be no, no. a like first order desire.
0: Oh, but not a second order volition. I see. I yeah, I, I, I
1: really no, I I really I really really think that this um is like introducing like yeah. second order desires and volitions. Honestly, and that's that's the compatibilism he's kind of driving at here. Is do, that? Do you
0: get what I'm saying though about the? Uh... Like, I'm not actually quibbling with that point, but the way he phrased it, it sounds weird. So he says, this is the last sentence, he will not be morally responsible for what he has done if he did it only because he could not have done otherwise. So that's, that makes it sound like it's not something he wanted to do, right? If you do something only because you couldn't have done otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And then he adds, even if it was something he really wanted to do. Ha, so it's like you both want and don't want to do it. It may, maybe that's just he's drawing out the second order, but like, I don't know. Let's
1: see. Let me read this. Doesn't that
0: just sound like a weird contradiction?
1: Yeah, let me read this part again here.
0: <laughs> he, he exploded too much in this last. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I actually don't disagree with him, but I just don't understand that sentence. Like, I'm just trying to parse that sentence.
1: Yeah, that that sentence is pretty interesting. I gotta—we actually have to see if it actually like makes sense because it's like, it's like, like the cause of why you did something, right? So like in the fir- he introduces like in the beginning of like the paragraph, just like, okay, like, doing something because
0: you really want to do it, even if you couldn't do otherwise. In the beginning of the paragraph. Oh, that's uh, sorry. That's more of the middle. The per- yeah. Are you saying the person really wanted to do... Because in the beginning, he's admitting that determinism plus randomness is true, and that it's causal, right? All right,
2: let me, let, let me actually well. look in the paragraph here.
1: So, um, these, okay, so there were circumstances that made it impossible for a person to avoid doing something. These circumstances actually played a role in bringing it about that he did... Did it so it is correct to say that he did it because he could not have done otherwise. Okay.
0: So he's saying that determinism is true and it's causal. Okay. Yeah. Then the middle part. Yeah, the middle part. The person really
1: wanted to do what he did. He did it because it was what he really wanted to do. So that it is not correct to say that he did what he did only because he could not have
0: done otherwise. I totally Um, agree. But but he's just he's just talking on the two different planes, right? He's talking globally and locally. Like, he's saying as an, oh, I think I got it. He's saying as, when you ask, oh, I think I got it. I think I got it. When I ask Adam, why did you go to the mall today? The answer I'm not looking for is because my neurons fired in such a way that was causally determined by the radiation of the sun plus the genetic. Like, I'm just looking for what you wanted to buy at the store. Like, so he's saying it's like like a level of explanation almost, right? So he's asking, like, he so, so he the person really wanted to do what he did. He did it because th- that, that's the role that because is playing, so like why did you go to the store? You did it because it was what you wanted to do right it's 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 understanding why people live their life in the way that they live it, right
2: yeah
1: no i i I think we're on the same page here,
0: because yeah, if I that. ask you like adam why like oh you, you went to dick's sporting goods, like why'd you go there, and you're like you give me this, like, you know, like, deterministic thesis about, like, you know, we've done studies on your brain or whatever. It's just like, like, no, no, but I was just curious, like, what did you want to buy? You know what I mean? Um, so he's, he's saying that... Is that, that how he's using this. that
2: here? Uh,
0: how, I'll be what? frank, I'm not sure. <laughs> how else is he using it, though? He did? The person really... Because this is weird, because, like, honestly... The, the middle part of this sentence had nothing to do with the rest of the paper. I mean, I can clearly see how it relates to the freedom of the will and the concept of a person paper, but it comes out of nowhere for this paper. Like he didn't talk really about like, well, I mean, I guess he did with like what black wanted to do, but I I don't know. Like Adam, is that like, am I stretching the interpretation of that too far? Like I just, I thought that that's kind of what he meant.
3: Yeah, Adam, I really want to hear your thoughts here, because it seems like a stretch to me, but I could easily be misunderstanding this paragraph sentence. I don't know
0: what else that could mean. So,
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
1: with this one, like, let me let me actually try to, like, kind of collect my thoughts here, because I think what he's driving at is is what he's introducing in the paper we read the last paper we read where it's like, okay, it does oh, do it. Bit, yeah. It does deal with second order desires. And if you're acting because of second order desires, because of those, if those are actually influencing action.
0: Volitions. Yeah. Second order volitions. Yeah. Second order volitions.
1: Yeah. So then at that point, you know, you could say that, you know, Not not only are you acting because you couldn't have done otherwise, right, because you can't do otherwise, but you are um, acting also with respect to second order desires. So as introduced earlier in the paper, so you can you can act in a way um, that the conclusion is the same. Yes. but the action also aligns with second order desires he's saying so,
0: both levels of analysis can be true at the same time
1: yeah so let me so let me I can actually like try to like
0: um is my was my example not like i thought that was exactly what he's saying
1: i think like You weren't getting quite to like the second order desire of like, okay, aligning with what you really want, right? It's not just what you want. It's what you really want. I wanted
0: to go to Dick's to get like a new pair of shoes and I'm really happy with being the type of person that's like into collecting shoes.
1: Sure. Sure. So, um, so like in that case. Let's see here. Because
0: he's, like, I really do think it's the level of analysis. Because he's saying, because remember, he, he talked about, I can't remember the exact language he used, but he said something about, like, there's an explanation versus a cause. Or it was, like, something like that. I can't remember his exact verbiage. But a, a cause, we, he's admitting that a cause of you going to, to Dick's to get a new pair of shoes is determinism plus randomness. Like, he's saying, yeah, that's true. But he's also saying an explanation of what you did is because you want to choose and you were okay with that. You had a second order volition for that desire to be effective. And that's where he sees more responsibility. So he's like a deep compatibilist about this where I'm just a shallow compatibilist about this. Right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to go bring go ahead, up, Giffen. I was going to say, I wanted to bring up and I've been waiting. Um, hopefully this is a good time. The the sentence before the last paragraph says, or I guess the, the previous two, um, with, like, him stating what the principle of alternative possibilities should be replaced by, which is basically just a rephrasing of what we mean by alternative possibilities. Then it also says this principle does not appear to conflict with the view that moral responsibility is compatible with determinism. So, Jordan, you mentioned that again in the last paragraph that, he, like, unless I misunderstood you, you were saying that Frankfurt was saying that, you know, determinism is true. He's He's admitting that it is, yeah. Which, that, does that, yeah, that sentence,
0: this principle does not appear to conflict with the view that moral responsibility is compatible with determinism. Yeah, he, compatible means they're both true. So, like, determinism okay. is true, and moral responsibility is true. Okay. Yeah. That's, I, feel, that's I, I,
1: I feel like I really get what he's saying right now, but it's, like, hard for me to, like, rephrase it in a sense. Um, well,
0: I, I'm, I'm disappointed I, that my phrasing wasn't enough for you.
1: No, no I, I, I feel like... I definitely am starting to align more with Frankfurt in general, although I'm not, I, I still need to think a lot more about this because it's like, yeah. so let me just kind of try to like think out loud here. So he's saying like, okay, if let's, let's set aside for a second, because I don't think his ultimate moral responsibility addresses causes subi. So let's set that aside, right? You don't choose who you are,
0: right? He just doesn't even reference it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we will, we'll set that aside for now, but in terms of like, like, desires, though, if, you know, there's going to be a predetermined outcome either way, Mm -hmm. right, to behavior. But sometimes that behavior is something you endorse, and sometimes it's something you don't endorse.
0: As per last episode, yeah. yeah. Yes.
1: So, behavior that... Um, is done on the basis or is done for reasons of like second order endorsement plus just simple kind of like causal determinism. You kind of have like two things going on there in the sense that you would have done this even if it weren't the predetermined outcome. Mm-hmm. This is something like intrinsic to you that you endorse. So even even if the, the wait
0: wait wait say that again sorry you would have done this even if it wasn't the predetermined outcome.
1: If it's something intrinsic to you that you endorse, like so. I understand the latter part, not the former.
0: Yeah, isn't the former part denying that determinism is true? Then.
1: No, no, not at all. Either I rephrase it. Yeah, either I must have. Yeah, that's, that's must not have said all something would Feel for. weird then, yeah. Yeah. So okay. So. Let's imagine, like, you know, it's, I don't know, you're doing some sort of moral action, right? Like, you,
0: you know, volunteering you're, for the poor, whatever. Yeah, know.
1: volunteering for the poor, sure. Okay, so, you know, you didn't, like, obviously, like, cause
0: your like, desire to give to the poor. Yeah.
1: Sure, sure. But it's nonetheless one that you endorse and, you know, the actions of you kind of like, you know, helping out the poor, um, it's like not one, it's, it's one that would have happened either way, whether one that um, like there's, it could have been causally determined, but it's also an action that you endorse. So even if it wasn't causally determined, you would have done it anyway.
0: That doesn't make that la- I was I'm, I'm with you until the last part. What do you mean by even if it wasn't causally determined, you would have done it anyway?
1: Yeah. So do you I not mean, agree
0: I, that that seems to be committing you to contra causal free will at that point? So no, if you're what, if no, you're, no, because because
1: okay. because the thing is, like, you have to imagine that like a conception of contra causal free will and say that, OK, if you posit this, right. Like if you posit contra causal free will okay you still would have chosen that action right because it's one that you endorse
0: yeah but then i don't i i don't understand exactly what do you draw? um say it again
2: Uh, it
0: it seems like it's incoherent because it's like it's saying i I don't but maybe i'm misunderstanding you say it again I, I, I want
1: to hear another question first before I explain it. again. Maybe to like try to to and go ahead.
3: Are you saying that even people who actually do believe that like there is a, such a thing as um, you know contra causal free will would you know accept um, that a second order to desire would be an endorsement? Is that like what you're getting at? No, I don't think.
0: No, not not quite with that. No. Yeah. Adam, what I hear, I was on board with you until you said that even if it wasn't so, so, okay, let let me, let me try to rephrase you. Maybe that might help. Okay. So you're saying that like, so you have this desire to, to volunteer for the poor, right? And that desire was causally determined in you, right? Like Frankfurt admits that, like we're all, we're all on the same page about that. Um, when you endorse that desire uh you are I, this is where i kind of lose you a little bit but like when yeah, but, you... but
1: but but you haven't set aside causes sui you haven't decided you haven't set aside like the fact of like um, but, you, but you don't you... You, you don't choose who you are but,
0: but you're you just accept the determinism that is setting aside causa sui. You can't accept determinism, but then table causa sui.
1: No, Kaza sui. no, I'm, 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 I'm mixing up the, the, the phrasing here. It's the, you're setting aside the objection of causa sui. You're setting aside, okay. set aside, that objection, right? Because we're, we're, we're setting aside the fact that you, you don't choose who you are. Like you, you just don't. Of course, that, yeah, sure.
0: So, but, you know. Quick, quick quick clarifying question do you include your second order volition's in who you are cuz i do
1: yeah okay okay yeah so um so it's like okay you sometimes act in ways that don't align with second order desires right or second order volitions true yeah okay and
0: the unwilling addict
1: so okay so in that case right there if you had complete control over your your first order desires
0: you wouldn't do that thing
1: you wouldn't do that thing
0: yes. right okay but you what that's okay that makes more sense you phrased that as if you weren't determined to do it which is weird because yes, it's like yeah,
1: but 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 the point is like the more I talk, the more like like refined because like, yeah, because you know, yeah, yeah, obviously like it. I just came into in, in, in contact if, with these ideas. If
0: that second order desire was one that was actionable, then you wouldn't do it, is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, so in that case, okay. that's that's why Frankfurt's saying you don't have free, you don't have more responsibility in those cases because. Yeah. You don't, in fact, endorse those things.
0: Yeah, yeah. The unwilling addict doesn't. You're not morally responsible because you're addicted.
1: Yeah. Sure. But in the cases of second order volitions, even even if you had control over your own wills, you would, you know, your your first order desires, you would still endorse those.
0: Even if you had control over your first order desires, you would still endorse them
1: yeah if, if if it corresponds with a second order volition,
0: isn't that just saying the same
3: thing? is isn't that a tato-
0: like a tautology that's saying if you could choose your second order volition, you would choose your second order volition.
3: Yeah, you said, yeah, Adam, you said if you could choose your first order desires, but are you suggesting that it's possible to choose your first order desires, but not your second order desires? Like is that the case you're trying to clarify? That seems weird. No,
1: I, I feel like we've totally gotten bogged down here. I think there's actually like genius in this paper, but I, but the thing is, like,
0: but being, I'm just not understanding but, what you're saying. No,
1: it should, no, I I fully understand, but it's hard to be cross examined when I haven't fully thought through this. But it's, yeah, I think, yeah. but I think there, I think there
0: is a huge distinction. Um, I honestly don't understand what about it wasn't brought out by my original, like, explanation of it, though. I, I, I thought that that yeah i don't know i like i i uh... here just discuss,
1: discuss something amongst yourselves and let me try to write something <laughs> down here so that i, I can actually have like okay. a well thought
3: out sentence here okay now, I, might... I have a question jordan okay so again um forgive me if it's just a little bit late but you when we were talking about the last paragraph yeah um, the explosion you paragraph. said yeah d- did you say that in f- from this paper you take it that frankfurt holds a deep sense of moral responsibility um
0: i think that That, he's a deep compatibilist yeah Uh,
3: can you explain what you mean by that
0: yeah it's a good question
3: um because that like i so here that seemed to be slightly different than what i would have gathered from like the the previous sentence which i explained even though we both agree with it
0: yeah so so what, well, so he's so like the the first sen- the the previous sentence you read doesn't tell you if he's a shallow or deep compatibilist, right? Well, actually, no, it it does, it does in the sense that like he doesn't qualify that. So he says this principle does not appear to conflict with the view that moral responsibility is compatible with determinism. So that's right. moral. So if you if you sign on the dotted line that moral responsibility, in every sense that we could want that to be true. Is compatible with determinism, then you're a deep compatibilist. I don't sign off on that statement. I say moral responsibility in every sense we could want it to be true is incompatible with determinism because I think it vitiates a global sense of could have done otherwise. But I am a shallow compatibilist because I think that there are moral responsibility asterisk cases that are compatible with determinism qua Strassen's reactive
3: attitudes constituting interpersonal absolutely right i i completely agree with your view but to me whenever he said in the last sentence this principle does not appear to conflict with the view that moral responsibility is compatible with determinism yeah um he seems to be
0: establishing himself as a deep compatibilist then okay yes that that's what i'm taking away from this where he's saying moral responsibility in any sense that you could ask for it is compatible with determinism, so he's saying that causa sui is like, for for whatever reason, he doesn't find that relevant. Okay, um, I
3: just yeah. wanted to establish that link to that sentence because we had yes, originally skipped yes. it, and I was wondering how, from just the last paragraph, you had gotten to that. Yes. Um, so I, that I, that's all I wanted to clarify. Okay. so I think we're all, we're totally on the same page. That right. makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. So then, re, just, maybe it, it's honestly worth at risk of being pedantic for the <laughs> listeners. Let me reread the, the, the last paragraph to you and see what, mm-hmm. see what I think. So he says, the following may all be true. So he's saying that every sentence here can all be true without conflict at the same time. Right. There were circumstances that made it possible for a person made to... Made it impossible. Thank you. I was about to say he's a libertarian. Uh, <laughs> there, there were circumstances that made it impossible for a person to avoid doing something. That sentence translated is just saying determinism plus randomness is true. The causes that caused you to do something were going to be there no matter if you wanted them or not. Okay, these circumstances actually played a role in bringing about that bringing it about that he did it. So it is correct to say, so that it is correct to say that he did that he did it because he could not have done otherwise. All he's saying there is that determinism plus randomness is true and it's causal. So when we are when we do things it is because causal of determinism plus randomness then he switches gears super heavily he says <clears throat> the person really wanted to do what he did that sentence means he had a second order volition to do what he did he he had a desire and he wanted that desire to be effective he really wanted to do it mm-hmm. the next sentence he did it because it was what he really wanted to do so that it is not correct to say that he did what he did only because he could have could not have done otherwise, so there he's saying, if you own it's not true that he couldn't have done otherwise because um, <clears throat> he okay th- oh, this has to do
3: with the volition specifically, <clears throat> I think
0: right let me read that again he did it because it was it is what he really wanted to do, so it's incorrect to say that he only did what he did because he could not have done otherwise so there he's saying oh, I got it, it's it. It's it's incorrect or it's not correct. That's the problem. He's not saying that determinism is true, but it's not correct. It's not enough. Instead of correct, he should say enough. He should say enough instead of correct. Um, but it's not enough to say that he did what he did only because he could not have done otherwise because that's not the right level of explanation, right? So if you say, like, Giffen, you did something and you really wanted to do it. Sure. And I ask you why, and you say, because I couldn't have done otherwise. Determinism plus randomness is true, don't you understand? That's not the right level of analysis. I'm looking for agentic personal reasons from you. I wanted to do X because of Y. And Y is a desire I have, and I endorse that desire. So he's not, so when he says, so that it is not correct to say that he did what he did only because he could not have done otherwise, he's not saying, this is where I was getting hung up with what Adam was saying. Yeah. Frankfurt's not saying that he could have overcome determinism. All he's saying is that's not enough. That's not enough. That's not the whole picture. Right? So he said he continues under these conditions the person may well be morally responsible for what he has done. That's true because <clears throat> Frankfurt views moral responsibility as contingent upon someone endorsing what they want to do. He thinks it has to do with the second order of volition. Because he's a deep compatibilist. He thinks that moral responsibility in all the senses that we could want that is compatible with determinism. So therefore, it's not enough to say that you couldn't have done otherwise. Uh, because for him, moral responsibility has to do with your second order volition. I agree, but in the shallow sense. That's the only difference. And, and I, I hate being pedantic about that, but I think it is a deep difference, actually. No, it is a huge
3: difference. That's why I just wanted to <laughs> clarify, because we're kind of having to like read in and like even tweak his phrasing for yeah. it to like match on to like what we know from the other paper of his we read. Yeah. And like um tying it kind of in. I don't know how the fuck you sentences. understand this this paper, but let alone this paragraph if you haven't read his later paper, which That's is what I was hostile. saying. Yeah. So whenever yeah. I brought up like <laughs> like the previous things, I was like Jordan, how do you know this without that knowledge? That's what I was <laughs> trying to <laughs> Yeah end yeah end yeah because I was like struggling to see like how um like exactly he it was um clear from this. Yes, I totally agree. Like if you want to understand Frankfurt, you got to read both when we get to reverse order almost.
0: In fact, you do. When we get to the last sentence, that's where I get lost, because he says, on the other hand, he will not be morally responsible for what he has done if he did it only because he could not have done otherwise. But that that that's like I, I don't understand that. When you say you did something only because you could not have done otherwise, that implies that you didn't want to do it, but you couldn't have done otherwise. Like, am I crazy here? He says, on the other hand, he will not be morally responsible for what he has done if he did it only because he could not have done otherwise. Okay, Giffen, yes. you do something, and you do it only because you couldn't have done otherwise. Yes. You were compelled to do it.
3: Basically, we can even rephrase it saying, like, I did not have the second order of volitions." That seemed to be Yeah, accurate. exactly. Like, then yeah. he's saying, you are not morally responsible for the action. not
0: morally responsible. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait yes, a minute. So that does make sense. Yeah. Wait, that does make sense. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. I um, think the qualm we had but, earlier with that, oh, actually with like the <laughs> last part. Even...
0: Of course, of course that makes sense. You won't be more responsible if you were compelled, if you were yes. a, a, an unwilling addict.
3: And the last part is the part even, that's here.
0: Yeah, even if he did, even if what he did was something he really wanted to do. So that, that makes me makes no translate
3: it into that makes even no if he sense. had a first-order desire. No, really but that, does not mean a second-order desire. No, no, done. really does. Uh, like why would
0: he say if he really wanted to do, he should have just said even if he wanted to do it, but he didn't no. really
3: want to do it. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like really almost sounds like he's invoking a second order thing which we can't know unless we read the second paper, what which is physically well, well, but ended, even
0: in his own verbiage what is a second order volition if it's not really wanted is it this, really really wanted this is like, what, like
3: why i was like so quiet because like at this point i was like it was like impossible to like read this and like understand even like the fourth to last word is critical <laughs> really without having read the other paper i wanted i was change. scouring back through the document i'm like i don't know if he like even like why would he hinge his I like two, literally this final sentence of the I'm
0: making
1: conclusion.
3: I'm making
0: grammatical changes to his last paragraph. I have two changes. He shouldn't say correct, he should say enough, and he shouldn't say really. He should say he just shouldn't have anything there. It should be wanted. Adam, we've done deep exegesis on this last paragraph. I actually think I, I Adam, um, do you, you want to go first or should we go first?
1: Let, let, let me hear it cuz I've got a, I kind of made a, like a little flow chart that I feel sort of
0: comfortable with enough to return. I may have verbalized the exact same flow chart. So let me walk you through it. Okay. I was about to contradict hard. Here, here's here's what I adjudicated. I I walked myself through this like twice when you were on the when you were off the like the thing. Okay. There, so I'm going to take it sentence by sentence. The following may all be true. These are all true statements that do not contradict each other, is what he's saying. Um, firstly, there were circumstances that made it impossible for a person to avoid doing something, i.e. determinism plus randomness is true. Second sentence, these circumstances actually played a role in bringing it about that he did it so that it is correct to say that he did it because he could not have done otherwise. All that's saying is that determinism plus randomness is both true, but it's also causal. It actually affects the way things are, right? Okay. Next sentence. The person really wanted to do what he did. Translation: he had a second order volition to do what he did, what he did. He really wanted to have that desire be effective. Next sentence. He did it because it was what he really wanted to do so that it is not correct to say that he did what he did only because he could not have done otherwise now th- what i changed the change the word correct to enough and that sentence makes total sense it's not enough to say that he did what he did only because he could not have done otherwise because that is the general level of analysis that doesn't tell you anything that you would be asking when you ask why did you do something you need to understand the person's first order desires second order desires and second order volitions maybe even their third order will right um so that's where he's saying um he did it because it was what he really wanted to do so it's not enough to say that he couldn't have done otherwise That is true, but you need more to understand why he did something. Next sentence. Under these conditions, the person may well be morally responsible for what he has done. Frankfurt thinks that because he thinks that moral responsibility is contingent upon your second-order volition, not upon the sense of could have done otherwise, which we've already gone over. Next sentence. On the other hand, he will not be morally responsible for what he has done if he did it only because he could not have done otherwise i.e., you're not responsible if you're an unwilling addict, if if your first-order desire and second-order volition don't align. The last sentence, even if what he did was something he really wanted to do, all I would ask is that he take out the really in that sentence, even if what he did was something he wanted to do, because the really implied to me that it was a second-order volition, whereas I think he's referring to a first-order desire. If my translation of him is true then I actually... I'm I'm okay with all of that, but all I do is just shift it into the shallow sense where he's keeping it in the deep sense. But otherwise, I agree with it entirely. Did any of that... Do you disagree with any of that exegesis?
1: Um, a little bit. I, I think it gets much deeper for me. Like... Okay, okay. Yeah. Because it's like, okay
0: so let me examine you walk me through like linearly and what you agree with and what you don't so i understand and yeah, me too I, yeah yeah yeah. No, of
1: course of course <laughs> so i i generally agree with what you put forward there um so okay let, let let's examine like the actions don't align with second order volitions because that's the easier case
0: yes the unwilling and, addict right sure okay so
1: In this case here, it's like, okay, if higher order desires were made to be actionable, those actions wouldn't take place. If, um, because, let's see, because like, the the only cause there is the could not have done otherwise. Right? It doesn't, it doesn't align with, you know, what someone truly wants. Like the, like the deeper, higher-order desires of who a person is.
0: Can I make an example out of it to help understand it? Yeah. Okay, so let's say that someone has a first-order desire to eat, to eat cake, right? Yeah. So they have a first-order desire to eat cake, but their second-order desire is to not have that be effective. They don't want to eat cake. However, they're an unwilling addict. They're addicted to sugar, and they eat the cake, Right yeah, finish finish the analogy in your what you were saying then, but keep it in the examples language if you could.
1: You just cut off there for ten seconds.
0: can you finish? can you finish your what you were saying using my example?
1: Yeah, sure. okay. So now let's talk about like the moral responsibility sense, right? Using your yeah. example there. Yeah. so, Okay, so there'd be moral responsibility because actions are endorsed by higher actionable, um, by higher level actionable order desires.
0: If they it's, aligned, right? But in this case, so if they did, if he actually did want to eat the cake, then he would be morally responsible. But because he doesn't and he's an unwilling addict, he's not responsible. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes, because, okay, um, let's see. It's hard to put it in this example. Think about this
0: again here. I mean, it's trivial, but like I think it, I think it helps. Yeah. Um, so if he says, "Am I understanding you right?" Like, so he has this desire to eat cake, right? He has a first-order desire to eat cake, and um, there's two possible second-order desires he could have. He could have the desire not to eat cake, in which case he's not morally responsible because he does end up eating the cake.
2: If he had, I, no,
1: I, I don't. I don't like this example because this is not the way I was thinking about it. Like this is yeah, like okay. this. This doesn't like. It's not a bad example by any stretch, but it's almost like flipping it because it's a second order desire not to do something, which is kind of throwing me off. You know what I mean? Oh well, like, all I was
0: going to say is if he has the second order desire to eat the cake, then he is more of the responsible because they align and he does eat the cake. Yeah, but I'm talking about one that like, like. So you're saying that the first order desire is a no instead of a yes to do something so he doesn't want to do
3: Let's see what i write here
0: um <laughs>
1: given smirks of <to> <laughs> yeah,
3: it. i totally understand i promise yeah i mean this, this, this is, is this, incredibly this, difficult i was playing yeah. a lot of this t- because like it was difficult i understand yeah, yeah i mean like I, I, it's really struggle to like i mean like Human beings can only hold like what
1: five to seven things in their mind. I'm trying to like think of like multiple orders of like, desires. <laughs> I know. I know. So I'm, like, I'm sorry.
0: I won't interrupt. Just say. Just redo your example for me, then. Or, or okay. You you had it in a generality. Yeah. Let
1: me let me let me let me try to like actually try. Okay. So morally responsible because actions are endorsed by higher order desires. And the outcome would be the same, even if the actions could not have been done otherwise. So it's like, I, I literally hate when someone's trying to call was, me. That's it's so like, annoying. I put my me, phone on
0: silent. It drives,
1: drives me, me nuts. It drives me nuts. Um, so, so the thing is like, like in this case right here, we've already agreed that there are actions mm-hmm. which aren't endorsed by second-order desires, right? but um, those actions only occur because you couldn't have done otherwise.:
0: Yes, you're an so the unwilling addicts cannot do otherwise but take the drug, right?
1: Yes, Okay. Yes. but um it's like there are cases in which um
0: oh, you could not have done otherwise, but you're still morally responsible i e Black four or um, uh, Jones four. Is so that what you're saying?
1: Honestly, I've gotten I've gotten lost myself here. Honestly, it's like it's like it, every time I get close, it's like fleeting. And I'll, 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 I I'll thought like, I
0: got it. I thought I got like, like, what you were saying.
1: I, you might have, but I, I, feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like I lost it. You know what I mean? Like it was like the like fabric it was between my fingers and just like slipped <laughs> through. It's can we like, repeat it exactly?
0: Maybe we can catch it. I swear to God, welcome to reading philosophy. But it's like, dude, when you're doing that alone and it slips away. That's like you consider the darkest things. (laughs) You are just distraught with your first order desires. When you're alone, and it's it's frustrating when it slips away with people. But when you're alone and it slips away, dude, that's when I just turn into the void. Like I, like I
3: feel the darkness.
0: Yes, like okay, I gaze into the void and the void gazes back at me. And those okay, here's what I think you were saying. Yeah, no,
1: but I think I think I like I switched halfway through because like with the moral responsibility one. It's like an action you do endorse, though. Yeah. Like, like, like you, in, like you, in fact, like do endorse like whatever good thing or bad thing you're doing, like regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, but you know, okay. Even even if like you remove like the sense of could have done otherwise, who you are, you're still someone that's going to endorse that action.
0: Yes. Okay. Let me let me let me draw this out for myself and talk while I'm doing it. Okay. So the action. Okay. So so so. Let's 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 do this here. So so your first order desire is you want to give to the poor, right? That the action that you end up doing is giving to the poor. Okay. Now you have a second order desire to want to want to give to the poor. Now you have more responsibility in this case because you endorse your first order desire, which translates directly into an action, obviously now help guide me through the the next part of what you're saying even in, in even in a case where you couldn't have done otherwise so oh so let's say because is, so so is over off in the corner and he's going to make sure that you give to the poor yeah even if you don't want to. he
3: has the stick nearby just in case
0: i i i actually i don't know i don't because so here's we're in a we're in a position of this is positive moral responsibility, right? Like this is this is positive reactive attitudes. Um, if you don't want to give to the poor, but then black makes you, I kind of don't think you're morally responsible. Is like, are you saying that you still are? Um,
1: let's see. You're not. No, you're not because it's not something you endorse at that point. Yes. Okay. So okay. so so the thing is like you know it, but it. It, but it, you were but, going to but, no matter what. But the thing is, like, if you were if you endorse that behavior, but Black made you do it anyway, yes. like, then you are morally responsible.
0: What if what if Black is only in charge of your second order desires, right? So like, he he actually like because then it gets then it actually like does that corrupt like Frankfurt sense like so you have so Black has a device implanted in your brain, right, and it can control your like. Really, all second-order desires are our thoughts. Like that's all. All of this is right. You have thoughts about like what you want to desire, um, or just feelings, or you know,
3: sure. or just, Well, let's yeah. hope it's had a higher level of cognition than just feelings. <laughs> I think like. feeling is appropriate for first order, but second order should probably be a little bit deeper. I think yeah, kind of like in general, general one. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Right? Okay,
3: okay.
0: Um. So so, what if black influences your second-order desires? So you you do, in fact, want to want to give to the poor. You want that to be effective. But if you didn't, I guess it's just it's the same problem, but it just pushes it back a level, right? It's just the it, same it problem.
1: It does. It does. And so, like, the thing is, like, I think that's why I kind of wanted to set aside like, the, the problem of causes Sui, because we don't choose who we are and what desires we choose. And they're just
0: black. So it's like, it's like all the way back for either. Yeah.
1: Yeah, But but like, once you, like, begin to examine a person and then um begin to just look at like the level of actions and second order desires it makes a lot of sense to me where it's like yeah you you don't you don't choose who you are but sometimes you act with respect to second order desires and sometimes Sometimes you don't don't. so it it actually makes sense at that level to me that like it really does
0: to me too yeah i i just think that like you're always I hate, I I really apologize. Like, I I really hate if I'm being like too repetitive here. All I'm saying is that, like, you, it is always available to you to step back and ask, could this person have done otherwise in my new modified sense of like, could this person have overcome determinism plus randomness so that if they didn't want to do it, they actually could not have done it? And it's like, no. So,
1: no, but, but the thing is, like, sometimes, like, their second-order desires do, in fact, I, I know. Align. I'm not denying that. Yeah. So, but it all comes back to like, like the only objection you'd have at that point would be you don't choose who you are.
0: Yeah, but I, but I have. I, I think you're like. Are you reading more into my objection than than is there? Like, I, I'm. I totally agree. Like that. That's available to you when it aligns and when it doesn't. So like, you're never deeply morally responsible. But like, this is so. And I really I don't mean to discount like when I call it the shallow end of more responsibility. I'm not degrading it like you find it deeply interesting like that is where all the work has to be done. Yeah, but I'm just I don't know if that's for some reason Adam's reacting to me as if I'm like not saying that.
1: I don't know. I don't I I think I I think like the the thing is we're on the
0: same page 100% of the way once I make my clarifying remarks.
1: You I, that that is true. I think like the, the issue is like, um. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I honestly I honestly feel like with the Frankfurt like papers,
2: yeah,
1: we've really like pushed back like objections to moral responsibility from my perspective, back to the objection of not being causa Like it really it's it's kind of pushed back to that. Isn't this, that
0: just the other are are you, not being cause is just saying that determinism plus randomness is true? Um That's all it is. You didn't not
1: make it. Not, not not quite, right? Yeah, like, no,
0: it's exactly saying that.
1: No. I <laughs> like, <laughs> like like like, like Kaza sui like the idea is that like You, you didn't know, you, make
0: yourself, yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. So like so the thing is like but Setting that aside, that like you know you didn't make yourself,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: now in this context of not making yourself, yeah, like
0: it's shallow sense. right yeah. is that you're <laughs> you're just making the same remark that I've made by different like lexicon, right?
1: Mm. All right, well, we'll
0: I, I don't think, know. I think you want us to be disagreeing more than we are. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, I, I, <laughs> he, he doesn't want to want to disagree, but he wants to disagree.
0: Do you get what I'm saying? Like, Adam, those remarks that you just made are all I was saying with my initial remarks. You didn't make yourself. Now we move into all of the messy work. Like, yeah, like that. Yes, yeah, spot on. Like, so okay, we don't have not. deep more responsibility because we didn't make ourselves. We like, which is just to say that determinism plus randomness is true. Now, let's get into all of the messy, important, interpersonal, and legal, and consequential shallow parts of it. Like, I guess I just have like a, like, all I'm doing is just saying, like, libertarian ideas of free will is bunk, but compatibilists, like, compatibilists seem to just kind of like deny that libertarian ideas are conceivable. Like, I'm saying they're false, but we can understand what they mean. So now let's move into the, to the con- like compatibilist notions, so like that's why I call myself like a compatibilist asterisk. like because I just think they come down to like this is interpersonal work and 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 like consequentialist legal work that we're doing here.
1: Yeah, I I, I think I mean I I feel like I know where you're coming from, but we still might see it differently at
3: this point.
0: Okay. I'm not sure how we do. do.
3: Do we need to do a follow-up episode on this?
0: <laughs> no, I don't think we should. Like, I, I don't, I don't think we need to. Look, like, right? Yeah, probably not. I, that, that would be kind of a asking. rather pedantic episode. Yeah. What? What? I honestly don't know how we are seeing it differently, though. Can you explain how you think we're seeing it differently? Yeah, I mean, like. Are you uh,
1: I, I I think there's like actually like a distinction. Um I don't know, you're just gonna say you agree once again, but like your language implies that you don't, like that you don't agree. Like it's like you say that like okay, you know, um we acknowledge with like the objection of causes, we say, Okay, well, you know, there's determinism plus randomness. And we're not ultimately responsible for you know any sort of our you know any behavior necessarily. Who we are, yeah, sure. And you know at, at that stage, then you begin to examine, you know, um, you know, just more responsibility with respect to like interpersonal relationship, and but I think like
0: I don't know with and like, consequences, yeah.
1: But I, I, almost just wonder, like whether this just kind of like broadens my view of it um, to like yeah. where it's like, okay, um, you don't choose who you are, but, um, but
0: you have the possibility of acting as who you are, something like that.
1: Yeah, and not, and not always. But then when you know, actions do align with who you are. Yeah. And in fact, you are morally responsible in some—I think—greater sense, like than if you know actions simply, you know, okay. if, if your if actions just, don't if your actions don't align with who you are.
0: If we disagree, it's in what you mean by greater sense, then. Um,
3: yeah, it almost sounded like you meant deep for a second. I'm not sure you did.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Alright, we should wrap this up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not sure, maybe honestly. Cause like Adam, you, you actually did like change my mind about the importance of the hermeneutical point that, that Frankfurt's making. Um But like I don't know. If we if we disagree it's I think it's a small
1: Probably.
2: Probably. <laughs>
0: But hopefully you're still enjoying the series and uh, and we'll tune in next time for it.